inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. And man, uh, it's another great week, right? Every day above ground is a great day to be alive. And let me suggest that this week for many of us is even a greater week because some of us took last weekend... And we went into the fiery furnace last weekend. Some of us lived a life where we questioned ourselves for 24, two and a half. Last weekend, some of us put ourselves in the fiery furnace or the, the pressure cooker of life to, to squeeze us, to, to get a little bit more out of us, to, to understand to understand a little bit more about ourselves, to understand a little bit more about other people. Um, it's so key. You know, life is busy. And a pastor friend of mine who used to say, you know, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. If the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. And boy, there's a lot of us running around doing a lot of things and we're being distracted. Uh, the shiny one, the shiny object squirrel, and so today, and you know, what I like to do on my radio shows, I like to slow down and, and take a look at things. I'm a mover. I'm a shaker. I get things done. I live by the motto, when all else fails, do something. Because when you change your position, you change your perspective. And you know, one thing I like to do is teach people how they work. You know, man is a three-part being. We have a, a body, that is our tabernacle, that is our dwelling place while we're on this planet. We're spiritual beings having a physical experience. And there are rules to that body, just like there are rules for your car, there are rules for your bike, there are rules for your motorcycle, there are rules for all machines. And so I teach you about the rules for the machines, how you tr create experience, how you um, uh, turn up the intensity of the, the machine, how you get it running more efficiently, more effectively, and also what to be aware of so you stay away from certain things. But then we have a mind, a consciousness that drives the machine. Uh, and that is the true battle. Uh, the battle is in the space between. There's a space between the stimulus and the response, and in that space is our power. It is our freedom. It is our place where we get to make choice. It is called the now. It is what Dr. King talked about when he said, you can't drive out darkness with darkness. Only light can do that. You can't drive out uh, hate with hate. Only love can do that. When he said, don't judge me by choices that were not. He said he longed to live in a country where his four little children lived in a nation where they're not judged by their non-choices, by the color of their skin, by where they were born, by the socioeconomic background, uh, by the uh, background of their family. They had no choice in that, just like I did it, just like you did it. But between the stimulus and the response, that is where our choice comes in. Dr. King calls it character. Because it is those choices, it is what we do in the space between that truly dictates the quality of our life, the impact of our life, the, the adversity of our life, and what we do with it. And then beyond that is our spirit. 
And that is, in essence, who we really are. This other stuff is just window dressing. But it's the spirit that is eternal. It's a spirit that has one of two destinations. You can't be in two different places at the same time. It cannot be day and night at the same time. You cannot be grateful and a victim at the same time. You must choose. And we choose in this space called the now. You see, and as I teach people how they work, you got to realize we move in the direction of our focus and we focus in the direction we are moving. And today I'm going to be joined by some recent graduates who spent last weekend with me working to better themselves, working to become more self-actualized. You know, in the study of epigenetics, we know that each human being is basically a community of 300 trillion cells, all driven by our environment. And the question that every leader must ask themselves is this, where is my focus? And today I'm going to suggest that we need to be looking forward. You know, there's something I call survival. You know, you can live in success, survival, or significance. Those are the three places we can live. And so many people are just living in survival. They're just getting through. Uh, They're just, uh, you know, they're a squirrel working to get their nut in life. It's all about me. I spent a week in one of those. I had 10 men who truly uh, were committed to to better themselves, to become a better servant, to become a better conduit. And then we had one person in the class who was more wrapped up in herself, what she looked like, what she ate, how people could serve her, and how everybody can look at her, and then she'll tell you what to believe about other things. But she wants it to be about her. And so you got to realize our focus dictates a lot. And so there she is surviving. She's working to make a name for herself. And really what's what that's what success is. If you think about it, surviving is just getting through. It's getting through, right? Surviving. It's it's self-defined. Success is making a name for ourselves. It's all about us building our kingdom, building our following. Uh, doing things behind closed doors that nobody else needs to know about, but yet we want to film them and share them with the internet world. You know, taking selfies, the number one most taken picture in the world is a selfie because it's all about us. Look at how special I am. Look at me. What about me? Why don't I have what he has? Life's not fair. How come I don't get this? How come I don't have this? How come, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to uh, the Bible and look up the Ten Commandments. And look up commandment number 10. It's called thou shalt not covet. Violation of that. And so you got to realize that significance is the highest level of living. See, success is still about us making a name for ourselves, building a kingdom, uh, leaving a legacy, if you will. But significance, ah, significance requires other people. And that's why I do what I do. Because what good is it to be successful if you don't bring as many people with you? That's significance, don't you see? And so yesterday, I talked about this uh, this incident of the Chowchilla school bus hijacking. And I... I targeted the story a certain way because of where I was going with it. But let me tell you the sub-headline. Here's the headline. Chowchilla school bus hijacking victim credits kidnappers for his life's victories. Has met all three in person. Now, there's a sub-paragraph here I did not read to you. Now, listen to it. Larry Park was six and Linda Carejo Labandera was ten. When the school bus was hijacked near Chachilla by Frederick Wood and brothers Richard and James Schoenfield. Now, what you did not pick up on 
was I talked all day yesterday when I talked about it, about this guy, Larry Park. But notice in the subtitle, there was two people mentioned. And Larry hated this person for the longest time, remember? I shared the story. Uh, he had a lot of bad stuff happen to it, you know? He groveled mental health, a drug addiction. He said he was spurred on by the trauma uh, that he faced when he was younger. And he blamed these people for every bad thing that ever happened in his life. And then after he got done with that, he was molested sexually by a neighbor. And the story is about him forgiving, him letting go, him starting new. And he, he ends it by saying, you know, I have peace today. Here's the guy who did bad stuff to him, said, Fred Woods is getting out of prison. Praise God, 46 years is long enough. I say it in the open pages of my book, Larry said, when I give my acknowledgments, I give thanks of those three men because they have shown me that a leopard can change the spots, that we can be something different and better. But you don't hear this, but there's a but here. But Linda Carejo Lebendera was a 10-year-old summer student at Dairyland at the time of the hijacking. She told Fox News that this, she's disappointed that they were supposed to be in prison forever. She said this was what we've been promised from the get-go. And then later the laws change and they are allowed possible parole. Ask what she remembers most about the events of July 15, 1976. Labadera responded, I remember it all. She's never moved on. She's never let go. And after the break, we're going to have a guest join us that talks about the power of forward looking. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. You know, ladies and gentlemen, between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. You know, we were talking about the three levels of living. You can live in um, survival just to get through something. You can live in success, and success really is all about you, or you can live in significance. And significance always requires other people. But yeah, as I've worked with people for 30 years, one thing I learned a long time ago is that a lot of people are living in survival. A lot of people are just getting through. That's how they got through their childhood. That's how they got through their young adult stage. They're just getting through. They're surviving. And so as I wanted to break down, how do I tell someone is in survival mode. And how do I show people that what you're experiencing is not the way God intended you to live? It's not what the big plan was for you. You're living in survival. And so in order to, to do that, you've got to define. 
you've got to define, you've got to put parameters on what are you talking about? What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? And if possible, what does it smell like? What does it taste like? Because that's how we are. That's how we store things in the senses. And so I realized that there are three R's to survival. It's regret, it's resent, and it's resist. See, all three have a rear focus. Our timeline says there's a past, there's a present, and there's a future. And think about regret. What are you regretting? Things that are going to happen? No, you regret things that did happen, what you should have done, what you could have done, what shouldn't have happened to you, what should have happened to you, right? It requires a rear focus. And look at the word resent. Resent. What are you resenting? Things that are going to happen? No, you're resenting things that did happen. Daddy wasn't there. Mommy wasn't there. Um, uh, uh, this happened to you. That happened to you. Uh, you didn't have the same opportunities as this person or that person. And there's resentment. Notice again, it requires a rear focus. And then resistance. Now, I'm not talking about the good resistance. The, devil, the Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. That's good resistance. Resisting another woman when you're married to one. That's good resistance. But this resistance is something I experienced in my training. Everything I do is for the betterment of people. It's hard. It's uncomfortable. It doesn't make sense. Uh, but a lot of people resist me early on. Even though I'm there to help them. Why are they resisting me? Because I'm triggering anchors. I'm triggering pain. I'm uh, making them remember things from their past that they've never processed, that they never dealt with, and that they've never really gotten out of the way. And so when someone is resisting, when someone is regretting, when someone's resentful, it's not me doing it. I'm just squeezing them. And like any good sponge will tell you, if it wasn't in you, it wouldn't be coming out of you. And so the cool thing is after class, I like the, the classes, uh, the trainings uh, I do afterwards on the radio, I like to bring on graduates so they can share some hope, so they can inspire you, so they can tell you no matter what's going on in your life, it can change. No matter how good your life is, it can be better. No matter how bad it is, it can be better. It can be good. But if you don't believe it, you'll act as if it can't. And then you stay stuck. It's called helpless and hopeless. We call it depression. And so we are blessed because I got a chance to spend the weekend with some incredible men. I had 10 men who I would go to battle with. I had 10 men who I call brothers. I had 10 men uh, who really give me hope uh, for the future because they're in it. So let's go to the phone lines and let's welcome David to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing fantastic, Mr. Black. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. So, uh, David, you're one of my five. I had a group of five from uh, George Chevrolet. It's a, a dealership in uh, L.A., is that correct? That is correct, my friend. So how long you worked for George Chevrolet? Uh, it's been about a few months, three, four months, actually. Okay. Cool. So here you are, your car about salesman. You just started with them, and all of a sudden you get a chance to go to a training. Now, here's the cool thing, David. Uh, you weren't in the original five. There was another person, and that person, for uh, personal reasons, because, again, situations in their life are not what they should be, uh, wound up not being able to go to a training that would have changed his life. And a day before we found that out, or two days before, uh, and then all of a sudden someone came to you and said, hey, I, I got a spot for it. How'd that happen? I mean, it was like, what, two days before class, you were presented with this opportunity. Tell me about how that went down. Oh, it's, where do I start? It, it was uh, it was definitely unexpected, but it was something that I feel uh, I had been asking God for, for quite some time. 
So when I got the call and I got the call and uh, they told me a little bit about it because I, I didn't know much about about what we were gonna do, um, I got the chills. I felt like it was it was a uh, it was a blessing from God, and it was something that was gonna be very powerful for me and my family. And so you moved pretty quick, and you said yes pretty quick, didn't you? Yeah, I did, and then thankfully I had I have my fiance who was very supportive. I have four kids, so um, it was not easy to leave all that behind and, and just take off. But yep. she was super supportive, and, and I'm definitely grateful for that. Yeah, see, that's such a great lesson. You and I were talking about this afterwards. You know, many times uh, things are presented to us. I've given, offered free classes. I've offered people opportunities to do things, and they just passed them up. Not even thinking twice about it, not even realizing what they missed. And just like this guy who, because of some personal situation, was not allowed to go and he didn't even know what he missed out on. And you all of a sudden were open, readily, you've been praying to God and God answered your prayer and you had to decide right then. You've been talking to God about it, you've been wanting it, and then God answered your prayer. Now, you didn't know at the time. You didn't know it was an answer to prayer, right? You, you just, but you felt like you were being called to go on this trip, correct? That is absolutely correct, Mr. Black. Yep. And that's the thing all of us need to learn. You know, especially those of us that are children of God, when we're praying, God, you expect God to answer those prayers or not. And when God answers that prayer and he provides a door, you've got to walk through that door. So many times I've seen with people, God answered their prayer and then they didn't even open the door. They didn't walk through. And I got to believe if that was me, I'd shake my head and go, why would I answer your prayers? Because when I answer them, you don't take me up on it. You don't walk through the door. But David, you walk through the door. So now tell me. So there you are. You drive up to, to Vegas. You're doing this thing. You show up five minutes into it. What's going through your head? Are you thinking you screwed up? Are you thinking this can't be from God? I mean, five minutes into it. What are you thinking, David? <laughs> Well, no, I mean it, it was it was definitely different. I, I did not expect what what went on that that was gonna be. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be like a seminar, like a you know leadership training. I I been to some leadership training in the past, but nothing like this. This is completely life changing. <laughs> Yeah, it's not your daddy's leadership training, is it, David? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. No, Maybe I be comfortable I come, with being yeah, isn't it cool? I mean, I come at you with guns ablazing, and you know I'm not talking about guns. I'm talking about the sword of the word, right? I mean, uh, what comes out of my mouth is a double-edged sword, isn't it? <laughs> yes, that is very, very true. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's intense. I put a lot of pressure on you not to be mean, but I want to help you. I want to squeeze some of that stuff out of you. I want to tell you that this is different. Uh, and now as you look back, let me ask you, does the class make sense? Does everything I do in the class, does it make sense as you look back now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel more alive. I feel uh, like I have more passion, more commitment. It's, it's just it was truly, truly a, a great experience. Yeah. And I want you to think about this. The people at George Chevrolet. I mean, uh, have you sold cars before? Is this your uh, uh, something you've done in the past? Yes. Yes. I've done this for about okay. three years. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now here's a company you just joined and usually sells jobs like that at car dealerships or basically a commission job. You basically get what you bring in. You get a percentage of it. Have you ever had a company invest in you like that, believe in you like that? I mean, they, they gave you a $2,000 gift that I think you would say that it's impacted every aspect of your life. I mean, is that, is that a true statement? Do you think this has impacted every aspect of your life, this training? Absolutely, Mr. Black. Um, I gotta say, I'm 
super thankful for the GSM, that which came from him and Mr. Pacheco, and of course Joe Vasquez. You know, this was definitely an opportunity that I was not even aware I could even have. Um, you know, being being that early on on the dealership when there have been so many other salespeople there that have been there for years. So it was just, um, I'm entirely grateful. Yeah, and it tells me a lot about you, David, because, again, I've been doing what I do for 30 years, and you know what I do is real. You know I walk with people a deep place. And, again, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people in your same situation that would have every excuse not to go. And no one would blame them. Short notice, you got four kids, you know, money might be tight, you know, all this. And I just started a new job, you know, give me six months. When I get on my feet, I'll go. I've heard all those things. And so I want you to know, don't downplay. This is a huge lesson. I think God's teaching you something. That you took a chance and stepped out uh, when a lot of people would have every legitimate excuse not to. And this is the key. I used to think that people were looking for a reason why. What I've learned, Dave, it is people are looking for a reason why not. And what you did is you look, found the reason why instead of the reason why not. And, and, and what have you noticed different about yourself this week, David? What have you noticed being different about yourself? Oh, I, every night that I go to sleep, I look forward to the next day. It, it's, it's, it's such an amazing feeling to, to wake up and be looking forward to your day, to be passionate about it, to give it all you got, and, and to, to love the people around you, you know, because that energy is ecstatic, it's contagious, and it's just, it, it's been wonderful. Well, and, and you keep saying the words, and we're going to talk about this after the break. We're getting ready to go to hard break. You'll hear music come on in a second, and, and that's our 30-second buffer to wrap it up. But stay on the line, because after the break, I want to ask you, you know, you spent 48 hours with me, uh, 48 hours, which is nothing compared to your life. How old are you, David? I am 31. Okay, 31 times 365, that's a lot of days. I don't know if that's 10,000 days or something like that. But you spent the equivalent of two days with me, 48 hours. Uh, and everything's changed. Uh, the way you look at your fiance, the way you look at your kids, uh, the way you carry yourself. Uh, you had a chance to clean up a lot of things from your past. And so we want to talk about that after the break. But a big reason is, you said it, you're looking forward to this, you're looking forward to that. And after the break, after you share a little bit, I'm going to tell you why what you just said about forward-looking is so important. So I am Mr. Black today on Like It Matters Radio. We're talking about the power of looking forward. And we'll take a break, and we'll be right back. When I attended the Leadership Awakening Workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and I had a listener reach out to me and said, how do I find out about that incredible training? Go to likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net. Uh, we only allow our target class size is 12 people. Uh, 12 to 16 is our target size. Uh, David had uh, 10 other people. Uh, there were 11 people total, uh, 10 uh, men and one woman. Uh, we give out two types of certificate. The 10 people committed, trusted the process, received the highest level certificate, commitment, heart, body, and soul. And one person just showed up there to look pretty, uh, not trust anything. And uh, that person received a certificate of completion because out of the goodness of my heart, I let them stay in class. And it reminds me of a story. You know, uh, one evening, an old Cherokee told his grandson about a battle that goes inside all people. He said, my son, the battle within each and every one of us is between two wolves that reside in each of us. He said, one is evil. It is anger, envy, jealousy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, it's ego. He said, however, the saving grace is the other wolf, is good. It is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion. It is faith. The grandson looked at his papa, thought about it for a moment, and then he asked his grandfather, Pappy, which wolf wins? And with a tear in his eye, the old Cherokee looked at that little boy and simply replied, the one you feed, my son. The one you feed. You know, it was Aristotle who said, the unexamined life is not worth living. A lot of people don't know this. Actually, it was Socrates. It's a famous dictum uttered by Socrates. Sorry, Aristotle is one of the students. And by the way, he uttered it at his trial for impiety and for corrupting the youth. See, he taught youth to challenge everything, to logically think things through. By the way, for which he was, he was sentenced to death. A lot of people don't know this. It seems like the same thing's going on. So I help people start fresh. I help people learn how they work. I help people draw a line in the sand and get their eyes off the rearview mirror. Too many people living their life supposedly moving forward, but they're wrapped up in their past. And not only their past, but a past that went beyond their years on this planet. We're now driven to focus on 100 years ago or 200 years ago, 1819, 1776. Now let's go back to 1619. Ladies and gentlemen, don't you have enough people to hate in your own life without taking on the hate of other people? At some point, we need to stop looking in the past, learn from it. And start looking forward. And that's why we're blessed because today we're joined by one of a, a man who went through my training last weekend, a good man, a, a guy I fell in love with, a, a, a good leader, a man who wants to be the best version of himself for his four bambinos, uh, to be a best version of himself for his beautiful fiance, to be the best version of himself for his righteous God. Uh, and so let's welcome back to Like It Matters Radio, David. Again, David, I know you're busy. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course. You're welcome. Say, David, you got to tell me, so 40 hours in the world of Mr. Black. So what's the biggest takeaway? If you had to pick one thing, and that could change over time, but right now, what would you say is the biggest benefit from attending Leadership Awakening? 
um, waking up, being awake to 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 the people around me, my loved ones. Um, you know, just just feeling the love and care that they have for me, and then sharing that back with them, and just communicating, listening, um, just just truly being alive. You know, sometimes we get caught up with with life, with stress, or like you you mentioned something earlier about being. Um, you know, maybe financial status or whatnot. Yeah, um, I could I could have said no to this to this training just because I had literally only one car out for an eighteen days. Now I yeah. went back and I already sold two cars. You know, and it's are it's you serious? Of that. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> congratulations, brother. That I awesome. Came back, I sold one. Mm-hmm. Oh, that I yeah. came back, I sold my mind on another car. Yeah, so it's it's, oh, it's that's just so it's, cool. it's my life. It's changed my life and, and you know, the the communication in the household, my, my fiance, everything. Even I can see her look at me differently. I look at her differently. I uh, literally wanted to rush over here and just give everybody, I, I give everybody at the dealership a hug, I'm all my family a hug. Uh, it, it was very powerful. Ah, that that touches my heart. That touches my heart. And, you know, that, see, why it's important for those kids, because what I've learned is, man, you learn this in class. I shared this with you. By the time a child is five years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place. And if we feel loved, if we feel nurtured, if we feel like we're special, like our parents love us, like we're somebody, and then they teach us how to overcome, they teach us the proper things like life's not here to serve you. You're here to serve other people that we don't we don't worship ourselves. We don't worship our government. We worship our God. You know, those those pieces that you put in place that as Americans for hundreds of years, we were always taught we're not taught that anymore. Now we're taught to feel sorry for ourselves. Now we're taught that, you know, if you don't like what what bathroom you use and just change it. You know, I mean, silly stuff that you and I could have never thought of being in the way we were brought up to be taught those things. Uh, and man, you're teaching those kids and you're loving on them and you're giving them a sense of self, of value. Uh, it's incredible. And, you know, the cool thing, I hear this all the time that salespeople, their sales go through the roof because you can connect with people. You can hear people. You can see people. Uh, you now are so much more aware. Uh, the sales process has changed a lot since you've been in a class, right? It's easier. You're connecting with people. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it, it's, it's night and day. You connect with them a lot more. You bond with them. Just the, the you know, the eye contact, everything. Uh, the customer service is superb compared to before. I mean, and yep. you can feel that they're happy at the end of the process. And that's that's what counts. You know, that, that's what regenerates referrals, you know, and more business. Yeah. And Amen. the whole point of making them happy as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I want, I want to say I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you because, uh, like I said, you you thrown in the last minute. You were respectful. You're honorable. Uh, you hit some walls. It's tough. I mean, is it fair to say it's one of the toughest things you've ever done? Is that fair? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, what, what would you tell people that are listening? I have a lot of people been listening to me for seven years. Uh, they've you know loved to hear you guys come on and talk about the show. What would you tell someone that hasn't been to my trading? Should they go, and why should they go? Oh, absolutely. I would I would encourage anybody to go, um, just because it's 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 transforming. You know, um, having the sense to be able to you know look forward to the next day. I don't think a lot of us a lot of us go through that. Um, we 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 get stuck in the past, like you said. We don't we don't look forward. We live more in the past than than, than the future or the present. And yeah. I think it's it's it encourages 
everybody just to live with more passion and you know be yeah. happy you know have that vision of being happy being loved and loving and, and making other people happy um, yeah. just because you know the, the, the world's very corrupted right now and, and sometimes yep. we get caught up with social media things like that and yep. and that's that's all unrelatable to your actual life to you know, yeah, the mind strong but your heart stronger yep Yep, just a power source. And a lot of people shut off their heart a long time ago. That's your power source. And so many people, they protect their heart. It's like the quarterback in the NFL. You you put walls up. You shut it down. And the problem is it's the power source. It's like it's like cutting the gas tank so that, that no, no gas is getting into the, the pistons and the carburetor. I mean, that's what a lot of people do when they shut off their heart. And they think they can just think their way through it. And no, our, our power source is our heart. Yeah, the reason's powerful. Don't get me wrong. We need to think things through and think for ourselves. But never underestimate the power of the heart because it is what propels us over difficult times. I mean, you've had tough times in your past, correct, David? Yes, that is correct. You've had some trauma in your past, whether it be childhood or whatever. There's some things happen that you wish didn't happen to you, correct? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, but today, and then that's changed. That was there on Thursday before you went to class, and that's still there today. But what's different is your frame. What's different is your attitude, and what's different is your belief system. Is that fair? Yes, that's completely fair. Absolutely, brother. You know, I, I love you, my friend, and uh, you're my amigo, my vato. Uh, and so please, uh, let's keep walking together, my friend. And, you know, good day or bad day. And I'm texting you every day now. You got a friend here, Mr. Black. You know that. Likewise, Mr. Black. Thank you. God bless. I believe that. God bless you, my friend. Give my best to everybody, George. Uh, okay? Absolutely. All right, buddy. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you. You know, ladies and gentlemen, they're called frames. You know, in the reframe, you know, we can't control what happens to us in life, but we can control what happens in us. You can't control the cards that life deals you, but you can control how you play those cards. And there's something in NLP, Neuro Linguistic Program, that's called a frame. A frame uh, is the, the picture we put around. It's kind of like when you have a picture and you frame it. Uh, when you change the matting and change the frame, you change what people see. And so sometimes we got to change our frame. We got to reframe things. You know, I had a terrible childhood that haunted me for about 25, 30 years. But after reframing it, I can tell you right now, I'm thankful for my childhood. Because without that pain, without that consternation, without that struggle, I would have never fought to figure out who I am. I would have never fought to heal myself. I would never fight to figure out what was going on so I could help other people. And sometimes in life, we got to reframe things because we weren't in control. We didn't get to make the choices. We just went with our parents went. We just were married to someone and we, we did what they did or they did something to us. And we there's no way we could avoid it. And so sometimes you got to reframe and reframe is a technique used in therapy to help create a different way of looking at a situation, personal relationship by changing the meaning. It's referred to as cognitive reframing. It's a strategy therapists often use to help clients look at situations from a slightly different perspective. And the idea behind it is that a person's point of view depends on the frame it is viewed in. And when the frame is shifted, the meaning changes and thinking and behavior often change along with it. It's understanding the concept of looking through the frame of a camera lens. The picture seen through the lens can be changed to a view that is closer or further away. And by slightly changing 
changing what is seen in the camera. The pictures both viewed and experienced differently. And each and every one of us have that chance to take our focus off our past and our pain, our victimhood, and to look forward. That's what we're talking about, Dan. Like It Matters Radio, forward-looking. We'll be right back after these messages. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. Inspiration, education, and application. Let me remind you, our definition of education is Albert Einstein's definition of education. Albert Einstein says education is not the memorizing or learning of mere facts and figures. It is the process of teaching your brain to think. It's about cognitive abilities to process information, to question ourselves, to find logical, intelligent answers, and even, what a concept, maybe even some emotively correct answers. And you know, this last weekend, uh, I had uh, brown people, I had black people, I had white people, I had really white people, I had so many different people. I had uh, people who uh, prayed to the God of Islam, I had people who prayed to the God of uh, uh, the Bible, I had people that were Hindu. I mean, it was incredible. All walks of life, people from different countries, Mexico and India and America and uh, Honduras, you know, and yet in two and a half days, we all came together, and I've been doing this for 30 years, and I'm going to have a guest join us, and he's a busy man, and he's been willing to give me about 10 minutes of his time, but it's an interesting way how he found us, and I kind of wanted him to share that, so, so let's go to the phone lines, let's go to line number two, let's welcome Ritesh. Uh, Ritesh, how are you doing, my friend? Doing good, doing good, Mr. Black, how are you? I'm good. Hey, am I pronouncing your first name correct, Ritesh? You got it. Awesome, awesome. We go by last name. So uh, I know this guy pretty well. I feel like he's my brother. I go, what's your first name? It sounds so weird. But, uh, hey, I appreciate you joining me. I know you're busy, my brother. But, uh, hey, I wanted to kind of share with our listening audience. It was interesting the way you found out about us. Uh, Would you mind sharing with our audience how you found out about us? Sure, sure, sure. Um, So uh, I work for a company called Kona Services. We provide uh, IT services for a major Coca-Cola, North American bottlers, U.S. and Canada included. So I started working with my boss, James Rowe, about four or five years ago. So we, we, we've been working together closely. One thing he, he personally realizes, he's been with Coke System for over 20 years. So he went to multiple leadership trainings. When it came turn for me to look for, to take that next step, he was looking for a course for me. And he keep on going back to a program he attended 15 years ago. It used to call us Empower Us. 
And we tried, yeah. you know, looking for that program and we could not find it, honestly, like one, two years back. And then he remembered, you know, Dr. Black, I mean, Mr. Black and his name. And then we started doing some more research when it came for because we had some training budget and we really wanted to get this happen. And instead of going to any training, he was more focused on getting, you know, this one because it gives a human perspective of, you know, how we, you know, leader, not just at organization level, but at your personal level. So doing research, we found out that now it's called Like It Matters, and the program still exists. And that's how, you know, we, I was able to connect, and uh, everything happened pretty yeah. fast. I mean, the moment I yeah. got connected, it was just within a week, you know, uh, or two, I, I yeah. got everything set up. So. And I, and I got to tell you, this you are one of two people. You know, I do the same thing in every class, and I, I really use it as an example that nobody responds to reality, and that people respond to our map of reality. You know, Ritesh, I was doing the same thing to everybody, and you saw the different responses. Some people shut down. Some people got nervous. Some people were scared, but they wanted to do what I asked. And there was you and another gentleman, uh, Mr. Ramirez, who, who went in there with the right mindset. That you trusted, you believed in your boss, uh, and and you were willing to go for it. And man, it made a huge difference. But part of the reason I believe that was because uh, Ritesh, you were looking forward the whole time. Uh, you you would watch James for four years. You had seen how he uh, handled things. You had seen how he did things. And you had told me that once you went through my class, some of the things made sense, right? I mean, so you could see why he did what he did. Does that make sense? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he. I mean, I could correlate. I mean, so many things he does in his day, in his every day of work, that you know, uh, from that course, right? I mean, where he got that, you know, how to be that such level headed, how he goes from one meeting to other meeting without carrying, you know, uh, the past, you know, baggage or whatever you call that, right? I mean, putting things, yeah. living in the love now moment. So, yes. I mean, I. I mean, I could see, you know, where he got and how he implemented uh, this, uh, you know, the whole uh, mindset, changing the mindset, basically. Yeah. And- and 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 Ratish, you're from India, correct? How long have you been in the U.S.? Uh, I've been here more than half my life. I came in here when ah. I'm 21. I'm now 43. So, <laughs> ah, I t- tell you what, you got good. We call it good bones. You know, when you you buy a house to remodel it, you know, I watch those shows and they go, "This one's got good bones, though. He's got good structure. He's got good foundation, so we can rip off the outside and put a new house up because it's got good bones." I'm telling you right now. Your mom and dad uh, did a good job. Uh, your culture uh, really trained you. I mean, you're respectful. You went for it from the get-go. I get CEOs. I get military heroes. I got law enforcement officers that for the first day, because of their past, they resist. And it doesn't make sense. And, and you went for it right away. Uh, you pushed yourself. And I believe part of the reason why was because James gave you such a good example that you could see it in him, that you wanted what he had. And this was different for you. I I mean, one of the biggest things you told me you got was the, the people aspect, right? Uh, why don't you share that? I think one of the greatest benefits you got was the a better understanding of people. Could you explain that to our listeners? Yeah, sure, sure. So, again, uh, as uh, Mr. Black said, right, I come from India. I have different, you know, like, I mean, my childhood was different. Right? So I look things at different perspective. Some problems which people talk about to me, you know, before I took this class, I mean, I just used to feel like, you know, those are more like, you know, first world problems, right? I mean, you should not give that importance. It's a small thing. Why do people kind of, you know, put the pressure on themselves that that's such a big deal, right? But again, it's not the case. I mean, every person is different. Every human, I mean, I'm an empathic leader, right? I mean, I do have people reporting to me. I mean, that's one of the few qualities any leader or manager should have, right? But this gave me a different perspective on how people react 
react and it's not more of what you think how they should react but be in yep. their shoes and understand why they are reacting that way and is there anything yep. you could do to help them you know get out of that or make them feel better i mean maybe there is nothing you could do maybe just a, you know a, a small yep. you know like nurturing or embracing that's all might be needed right i mean yep. empathy showing is different i mean being you know treating people good or having good intentions towards them that's not enough it's about you know letting them know that you are there for them you know that i think that's what i mean this yep. class taught me i mean how you treat people how you yep. need to put in their shoes and think how what they are thinking i mean feeling what they feel right i mean that's yep. Yeah, and the people are the key for all foundation for all relationships. I mean, you got people. You build relationships with people. And Coca-Cola has got a great company, a great trademark, great patents. Kona Services doing a great job. But what I truly believe the power of CCE, the power of Kona Services, is not your processes, but it's the hearts and minds of your people. And I believe you're a better leader because you're able to connect with those. So I know you got an important meeting in a few minutes, so I want to let you go, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, if you need anything, you let me know, okay? Thank you for having me in the class. And I really appreciate right. it. I mean, it gave me different perspective for life. Thank All you. Right. Bye-bye. I appreciate you, brother. God bless. Bye-bye. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I just, I get to fall in love with people. Here's a man, uh, he's told you, 42 years old, and uh, just fell in love with him. Now, we have different beliefs about God. Uh, Maybe we even have different political beliefs. Uh, We have different backgrounds. We come from different countries. But you know what? Uh, I would walk a mile uh, to help that guy out. I would, uh, if he hit me in one cheek, I'd turn the other cheek. If he took my tunic, I'd give him my cloak, too. It's a good man. He's got a good heart. He cares about people. And see, this is what I'm telling you. We, we live in a world where, uh, for political purposes, uh, for the powers that are in power, they're pitting us against each other. Uh, they're pitting black against white and brown against black and yellow against blue and blue against everybody. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got to open our eyes. Uh, we got to become aware of being unaware. You know, there's only two. The good Lord put the eyes in the front of our face because we move in the direction of our focus. And we focus in the direction of our movement. And too many people are focused on the past. The Bible calls it to keep a pound of flesh, to keep a record wrong. Uh, Go to uh, 1 Corinthians 13. It's the love chapter in the Bible. Turn to 1 Corinthians 13. You'll see what I'm talking about. Love keeps no record wrong. All throughout the Bible, God says, listen, I'm going to treat you the way you treat other people. God tells us forgive since you've been forgiven much. God tells us to to give grace and mercy since we've been given much grace and much mercy. All those people marching in the streets saying no justice, no peace. Well, justice is a normalization. Justice means different things to different people. I'm going to tell you right now, you don't want justice. I promise you that when justice comes knocking at your door, you won't answer the door. Why do you think they, they bust down the door? Why do you think they use a battering ram? Why do you think the police sometimes had to come in at 2 o'clock in the morning with guns blazing? And de- because when justice comes knocking at the door, most people don't open the door. That's why they had to come in the middle of the night. And so if you don't want justice knocking at your door, why would you demand justice knock at someone else's doors? We need to be able to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins, like Ritesh said. That's what he learned in the class. The power of empathy. The power of understanding, like Dr. Covey used to talk about. To seek first to understand, then be understood. 
to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins helps you understand their pain, their struggles, their opportunities. That's what leaders do. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.